Hello and welcome to Slash Dupe, the mysterious movie pitching podcast with a twist. Each member of today's podcast has been given the same movie or TV title, some time to prepare, and has come to the table to pitch their own unique take on that title. And as always, I'm joined by my Slash Dupe regulars and co-hosts Dan and Ryan, but one of them is the dupe. And after the break, we'll be hearing a very special pitch from the dupe. The dupe is the one person at the table who has not been given the title in advance, and they will have to improvise their idea at the end of the show following everybody else's. Sean, how are you going? Um, uh, yeah, good, thanks, uh, mate. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, so what is the slash do? Oh, listen, I, 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 I'm glad you asked. I, not a question I would have ever expected you to ask, Nick, but I uh, appreciate that. Never get um, A Slash Dupe is a film in the very early stages of post-production. So it's a rough, unfinished version that functions as the building blocks of what a film can become. So that's what we, that's what we deliver on Slash Dupe, just the sort of functional building blocks of a film. Um, Interestingly, um, that, that, that um, Antipodean voice you heard uh, is our guest today, Nick. Um, Nick, how are you doing? How confident are you with your idea for Slash Sheep today? Yeah, I've got a few ideas, uh, a little bit flippant. Um, but hmm. uh, yeah, I've got a couple of ideas and I'm interested to hear uh, your, okay. what you think of them and uh, other is ideas there, as well. Is there one that you think, do you know what, if I had to hang my hat on one of the two ideas, I know which one it is, or are they both equal in your mind at the moment? Uh, look, one is, uh, am I, yeah, I'm going into it. So one is... Oh, not uh, yet, not yet. But I'm just, yeah. I just want to just wanna tease people. I just want to know. I just want to know. Right, right, right. No, one's very flippant. And okay. one is, uh, yeah, is is kind of uh, interesting. Yeah, I think I, I pushed towards the second one for me. Okay. All right. Well, that'd be fun. You can you can let us know which one when we get into it. Um, before that, how's, how's everybody else doing? Dan, Ryan, how you doing? Getting attacked by hay fever. I've had a, if yeah. you hear me sniffling on this recording, either if you don't hear me, that's because Dan's worked his magic uh, and and gated it out. Or, uh, but yeah, it's it's not great being attacked by that. But I will I will endeavour on. Excited to get the final heat of Slash Dupe underway. This mm-hmm. is episode nineteen. We are in the closing quarter of our season one. So very excited to see that come mm-hmm. through. Yeah. How many are in season one? So it's 24 in total, 24 uh, episodes, and then six heats, adjudicated heats, where we choose a winner from each six. And those winners will go down to the final, the grand final. And in the grand final, we eliminate all but one, mm-hmm. which apparently we're supposed to be. Which was a great idea that. when we started this a couple of years <laughs> ago, but we've got to make it into a fully fledged trailer. The final yeah. winner. Oh, wow. Which okay. it could be yours, Nick. <laughs> it could be. It could be. So we just had Mole win by Andrew Fernandez, which which has joined the Hall of Fame of Fence from Dan. And this train terminates from Becky Pantling. So those are the three that have gone through the heat so far. Yeah, we and had uh, Tom Daniels, our sort of um, uh, our resident money executive man. producer and money the man, money man. Uh, finance man. Um, and he looked at them from a financial aspect, but his... His heart won out in the end, didn't he? And he picked a sort of uh, a coming of age Spanish. You're, you're a big Spanish movie fan, aren't you? Um, Spanish oh, language movie fan, Nick. So he, he picked I am, Mole. Yeah. Moldovar, yeah, massive fan, actually. Yeah. So, uh, so um, yeah, yeah, he picked, Rassi, yeah, he picked, he picked Mole, and it's um, uh, sort of a personal Spanish sort of uh, adventure, personal adventure movie, isn't it? So mm. that's very exciting. That's in the previous episode. 
So yes, um, I'm I'm your peerless moderator so far. No one else. I'm without peer because no one else has done it yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, um, Dam's right. At the end of the episode, I'll be selecting a winner to go through to the next heat, um, which will be in six episodes' time. So I think I'm about ready to reveal the title for today's slash dupe. Um, Dan, you are the dupe today, taking over from uh, Ryan's regular mantle as, uh, as the Thank dupe. Thank you. So Ryan will hopefully have... Uh, I think you won or you were close to winning last time you were. You, you, you had a, a planned idea, weren't you, Ryan? What, what happened last time Dan was the dupe? Uh, no, it was, it was... My idea got taken out by the dupe, which normally doesn't happen. Normally because <laughs> I'm the dupe, my ideas don't get picked. But because it was a dupe, um that happened so but i've i have come fully fledged with an idea for today's title and that's very exciting and well and i and as it was Mole, wasn't it mole's episode where i was the dupe anyway yeah so so i you know it was and then, and then, it was the heat winner that won <laughs> so I no, think, no no but there know, was another time play. another time before that as well yeah um so yeah, so I have, I've fully fledged. I, as we know in this podcast, I'm a single alone man, so I don't have any wives or partners to ask an idea for ten minutes before the recording. <laughs> um, like Sam has well, done. So how did you come up with your idea then? Uh, alone in a room with nobody else <laughs> with me. <laughs> so you know, I've 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 come fully fledged with an idea. So I'm excited about this one. Um, and, All right. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. I think because Nick almost um, had a bit of a false start when I gave him the impression that he would be going. I think he's ready to go already. So I'm going to reveal um, that today's uh, slash dupe title is Peloton. So that is Peloton, which oh uh, traditionally uh, you may know as uh, being the uh, Nick. You're you're a cyclist, so I'm, I may get some of this wrong, but. Might it's the front block of cyclists on a, a, a during a race, um, and they sort of um, they sort of switch paths. They sort of rotate so that they can stay yeah. ahead of the rest of the pack using drafting and other. Yeah, things. yeah. Literally, they draft, um, so they take it in turns to um, to share the load and uh, reduce their resistance. But besides, their uh, short. <laughs> um, um, yeah, thanks. For yeah, that. so uh, yeah, Peloton. But apparently, I looked this up. Peloton actually means ball in French. So, oh, okay. or, or bull, um, bull means ball as well, but Peloton apparently, the literal translation means ball. Okay. So I don't know how that then translates into um, the front, you know, the, yeah, the, the cycling. Sort of cycling. So does that feature into your pitches, um, Nick? Do you, do you uh, it does actually. So oh, okay. my my first pitch is not so much for a TV series or even for a movie at all, actually. I was just thinking as a corporate uh, professional development um, type of uh, situation where you could have cliches like sharing the load, um, uh -huh. you know, to represent the peloton and uh, this idea that it could actually be a, um, a corporate uh, professional development uh, that could be sold to... Uh, you know the 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 folk in um, in at Barclays uh, um, in Canary Wharf. You know, so okay. proactive yeah, communication like yeah. is another cliche we could come up uh -huh. with. Or um, yeah, sharing the load. This idea that we're in this together, uh -huh. um, competing against the uh, the opposition, so to speak, and uh, mm -hmm. this idea of encouraging and recognizing uh, you know each other's hard work and uh, to um, yeah to have some sort of professional development to 
Do you know uh-huh. what, you Nick? Press... I, I work. Are you, are I work you pitching in the a new company that you're trying to start, Nick? <laughs> I, I'm feeling like this is you exposing I, like your next venture. I yeah. work in the I work in the corporate world, right? Um, right. I'm a, de- I'm a I'm a dirty corpo, but I I I could as a project manager as well. I I work under the agile banner framework and the Scrum and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Genuinely, like you could sell this if you had the if you had the right snake oil salesman, you could sell like training to the peloton peloton way, training where like one person works really hard then they drop back is that what you're saying nick and then we know because the next well, person you, you use the really bench analogy because we use the bench right if you haven't got any work you're on the bench like the sports term so if you're in the peloton if you're at the back of the peloton you're supporting you're not you're like and someone else doing like a bigger piece of development while you're building all their backlog for them and helping them and then you they switch them out all that's this is genuinely i'm actually i might steal some of this from the way, uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that, but that was the idea of sharing the load, and um, mm. yeah, um, you know, this idea that uh, you're reducing. If you're all working together, you're reducing the energy for each other. This idea of the air resistance being reduced uh, with the idea of the peloton. I, I, I should specify, um, it was an idea. I never suggested it was a good idea. Uh, <laughs> I just said, I, I or even a film idea. idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Or this even is... a film idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I want to just let everyone know, I'm going to grass you up here, Nick. I just want to let everyone know that Nick left all of his brainstorming and notes for today's um, episode at work. <laughs> so this is why this is why um, we're getting uh, what what is essentially a business uh, plan. Um, yeah. I'm on board. I'm on board. But, but that was the first idea. And uh, again, it was no, by no means a, a good idea. A better idea, uh, I think, um, which could either be a, a TV series or a, um, a film, uh, was, was actually a cycle race from one end of Europe to the other. So it could be Western Europe to Eastern Europe. Uh, it could be a, a, a teens uh, miniseries um, where uh, the the groups, the cyclist groups that are competing against each other could be your cliche groups like the nerds versus the jocks versus mm-hmm. the, um, I mean, you could bring stoners. everything here. The stoners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> versus um, the stoners, yeah. The stoners, yeah, the stoners could be in there. Um, um, could be the religious zealots as well. You could have. Uh, yeah. Know. Yeah, <laughs> so... Um, and they're all in, you know, they're cycling teams and they have to cycle from one end of Europe to the other mm-hmm. uh, without any support. And the idea of, you know, race race, uh, race around the world or, yeah. you know, there's some yeah. of the BBC kind of um, adventure kind of uh, uh, programs where, you know, you, you're kind of given a bit of money and you've got to, you've got to travel from one end of, uh, you know, America to the other kind of thing. Um yeah, but the idea there would be that they're competing against each other. It could be like... What, uh, what are they, what to, are they going to win? What do they win? What's the prize? Well, I think it's got to be money. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's got to be uh, some sort of cash prize that they're going for. And, um, you know, they can kind of sabotage each other, um, mm-hmm. you know, in this process of, of getting from one end of Europe to the other. I mean, cheating is encouraged, so it could be bikes that have uh <laughs> motors in them uh, and, and uh yeah. you know there, there's different aspects they, they just have to be on a bike of some sort yeah yeah yeah, yeah. one end of europe to the other um I, yeah, I, yeah it's got I, well i just wanted to throw in that like they did a really terrible remake of this film but but the original was quite good but i can't i cannot remember the name of it i wonder if you guys can and it's like 
It, yeah, it's like Cannonball Run, Cannon but they did like an, another Run. one. Oh, I, I, I think that's probably a better example than I'm going to give. So yeah, um, but I was going to do the one with like Rowan Atkinson and Seth Green and stuff in it. Remember they did like oh, Rat Race. Rat Race. Yeah, that was that was for the money though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I like sort of Cannonball Run meets Wacky Races. I sort of but on bikes is like is genuinely something that I would watch. Like I would I would yeah. actually like that. Yeah, and um, it's got to be set in Europe because Europe's yeah. you know where all the bike races are. Um, you know the the theme. It could it could be a real cliche teen type miniseries where um, you know you're classic nerds and uh, you're kind of rooting for the underdog, um, and um, you know the stoners or the nerds end up winning or they you know they kind of help each other out and um, you know to for the greater good. Which we come into the theme of Peloton and this idea of, uh, supporting <laughs> it would. each other. So what would and, uh, yeah no that's good. What would the greater good be? That's what I'm interested in. I don't, in this scenario, what is the greater good? I don't know. Well, Climate change, because that's because they're on <laughs> bikes, you know, they're sort of doing something good. There's got to be something. I feel like if you're going to make it now, someone would try and put climate change in there, wouldn't they, or something like that? Uh, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, it's about community. Uh, if we want to delve in depth <laughs> of it, uh, yeah. uh, it could be about community and uh, you know supporting each other, uh, and uh, and that's you know the the focus. And you could have the juxtaposition of the yeah. you know the nerds versus the jocks and. You, you know, you could have the, uh, the, the, the jocks losing out. Um, so, you know, that we are rooting for the underdog. and uh, mm. But, yeah, some sort of cash prize, a bit of comedy in there with um, sabotaging each other and uh, yeah. you know, likes a bit of drama. Yeah, I like so my, it. I like my it. Question, Go on. My question is, what age sort of range are you, are you pitching this show at? Like, is it for, is it young teens? Is it young kids? Is it like, so like Wacky Races yeah. or um, Herb? Herbie, the Herbie films. Yeah, it could be that e kind of level. Either or, I think. Because, um, like for yeah, example, I, mean... I watched so on on Netflix. Um, I watched the Fast and the Furious Spy Races, which is an animated like series. Like it? it's yeah, yeah a spin off set in the world um, of like four kids that drive million dollar cars that are just ridiculous and they they become spies but in one of the seasons of that they have this sort of like a cannibal run sort of like style season so um but the thing is it is it, it, it is aimed at kids but i loved it i was just like this is perfect to put on in the background while i like play stuff on my switch um and you know I, and it was i, don't it was know, all I sort a, of a feel like it it might be better as a sort of like you know, like the Eurovision movie or something that recently came out on Netflix. It's sort of like for mm. adults, but but so and sort but because it would spoof the sort of races and the sort of events that adults would watch. You know, they would follow the the Tour de France and other things like that. Um, um, I don't know. I feel like you could make something that adults would enjoy. Bring back well, the Cannibal Run. Bring back these films, but put them on bikes. You know, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be. It could be for ad adults, and it could be very Europe-based, where the UK is the uh, the bad. Uh, That's the what bad I was thinking because of Brexit. Be I mean, it about. makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I was going to say that, Nick. Because, I'm like, yeah. the villains should be Brits, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the villains could be the Brits, and you know they're quite passionate about their cycling. The um, mm -hmm. uh, everyone in the EU and uh, the Dutch yeah. in particular, actually, and uh, oh, really? the French love their love their cycling. So. Yeah. So is there so, is there home field advantage for certain teams? So if you go and cross Europe, for example, and I assume it would be like teams from each country, almost like a World Cup, like a World Cup of cycling, basically. Um, 
is there is there some it, i assume they're not just going one end to the other one straight thing it's like checkpointed it's sort of like like a yeah, rally yeah it, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, and actually I was thinking it could be, hence the adventure part of it, it could be that it starts in Istanbul. Is it the geographical, uh, is it where it's, it's it kind of geographically becomes uh, Europe to Asia? It yeah. could actually start in Istanbul and go all the way to uh, Seville, uh, Sevilla and Spain. And, uh, you know, it could be a, a fair old adventure, like a proper uh, so would they travel. have to like for example i don't know in istanbul i don't know much about the geography because i've never been but would they, they would they have to sort of almost change the the wheels from road would they have like almost like a paris dakar section where they go off off on into the sort of the, the dunes and things i don't know would they change to sort of tires that are better on on that sort of ground yeah. i mean is that is that too crazy though are we going like all roads or do we want to cross different sort of i don't know geographies I yeah, I think it's possible. I think, you, um, you know, that's where the uh, it could be a TV series where, you know, you, it's actually an adventure where you, you're in different countries and actually you're exploring, you know, all these different countries as you're watching it, which is what everyone does when they watch the Tour de France or, uh, mm. you yeah, know, you're it's, just, true. it's just an advertisement. Um, yeah, it could Diego. be. Or, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, how about how about uh, different like so each episode set in a different country as they travel and then each country each episode has a different uh, sort of narrator um, and TV commentator so based on that country so however the French represent these things you you know you have two French actors doing the commentary and commenting on the races and you see it from a French perspective and then you know you see it later it's a you know a Turkish perspective so you go through the different mm -hmm. perspectives. I don't know, you yeah, could do something that, like that, reminds me, yeah. that reminds me of Ultimate Beastmaster, hmm. where they have all the different nationalities commentating on what's going on. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you build up rivalries, fun rivalries between commentators. commentators. So it becomes about their story as well, which would be quite interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm on board with yeah. this. So, do, I and mean, the, the, check, the start and end could be the checkpoint in that country or, uh, you know, the border yeah. of that country. Thing, so. Mm. I like it. So what other locations along the way do you, because I know you're quite, you're a seasoned traveller, so where along that route that you mentioned to us, where are the big, so that we can visualise them, where are the big stop-offs or where are the big... Yeah, probably points? start in Turkey and then work your way through um, uh, Macedonia and then perhaps, you know, further into uh, Eastern Europe and then, and then kind of through to Germany and uh, the Netherlands and and so on and so forth and yeah maybe all the way down to uh spain you know like uh, yeah. to seville yeah so could you is it too lofty to think you could also in this wacky races cannibal run type thing on bikes that you could still learn a little bit about you know like the history of each country as you're in there you still well i think that's still... the point of it it's like yeah. um mm -hmm. you know we've we've become particularly nationalistic of recent isn't yeah. it uh, haven't we so yeah, yeah i think and that 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 would be the the nice part of it that actually towards the end of the race, um, maybe, you know, the teams could switch sides or they could join each other's sides or whatever. And uh, yeah. it's more of a collective trying to get to the, um, the finish Probably line. third time in the series I've mentioned this, but Carmen Sandiego does that. I literally <laughs> said Carmen Sandiego earlier. Yeah, it educates, educates kids about the, the areas that they're in. So you could have, as they drive through, they're cycling through one of the countries, it could be one of their national celebrations or something do you know what i mean to learn a little bit mm. more about what's going on 
So, okay, I've, I've really only got two questions, and, and, but, but I'm happy if you've got more, Nick, because I feel like you've got lots of little nuggets, so please give us more if you've got it on this idea. Um, I don't know uh, what actors we want to be rooting for in this thing, and I don't know what tricks that, and gadgets they're going to have on their bikes. I don't know which one of those two you have in your mind and which one of the two the other guys can help me with. Well, I, th I think there's got to be a villain or a villain team. They're the Brits, aren't they? They have to be. Yeah, they, they have, have to be, be the Brits, I think, actually. But what kind of Brits are they going to they be? They don't want to play. They don't want to play with anyone else. They're yeah. just, everyone else is, like, getting along, and the Brits are like, we're Britain. Yeah. Britain. <laughs> they right. have on their T-shirts, like, like, no man is an island except for Britain, you know, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Nasty yeah. Slogans Love stuff. it. I thought, yeah. I, in, in my head, they're sort of, they're all dressed, and I know you, you play cricket, Nick, but they're all almost dressed in cricket whites. That's, like, yeah. their <laughs> sort of their uniform is like that. It's like almost yeah. in, in like a with the cycling. If you smash, <laughs> if you smash like cycling wicking wear with cricket, yeah, you know, um, design. That's, that's basically yeah. what they wear. And yeah. then do they and have got three lions on the handlebar? Yeah, like like, like the jaguars. It's like three I, I, I think stereotyping should be encouraged. And... Yes, I think so too. <laughs> no, you need broad I, yeah. strokes. So, um, you with this, yeah. All the all the French <laughs> have got a little basket on the front of their yeah. bikes. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, literally. Uh, and I think the Dutch have all have to be tall and uh, you know, uh, but and um, they get and they get the best they get the best peloton because they've got the most amount of drafting, you know, yeah. because they're so tall. And it could could have an aspect of national lampoons to it as well. That, yeah, uh, as I, you travel through the countries, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that, like you and said, obviously like everybody's everybody's fine. Like they get horrifically injured by the traps and the things on the bikes. But they're all, and yeah. then, you know, but everyone, but everyone's fine. You know, they, they've just got like a comedy plaster on them, you know, uh, on like a yeah. scratch or that I'm bump on the head. <laughs> I imagine it's a little bit like that Eurovision thing on Netflix. Like it's like lampoons, different sort of uh, cultures and races and stuff, but in a really jocular sort of loving way. And like, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's so. Yeah, I'm done with a creative team of all um, nationalities, so that it's fed in correctly. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Much like Ubisoft at the beginning of every. Oh, this is all made by a, a team of people with multiple yeah. faiths and disciplines, and etc. Yeah. etc. Yeah. yeah. So I hate to say it, but I'm glad this didn't go into the last heat because Tom would not have bought this one. Like multiple country location shots. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, it's the money Especially man. He would shut this down. And it would cost yeah. too much money. Um, what are, What's the soundtrack? Mm -hmm. Oh, good question. What's the music to this? Because this is, this is pumping, this one, surely. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, is it like... I would say music. Is it like popular music from well, uh, countries, or I is it a it, soundtrack? I know what it couldn't be. It couldn't be like the Motorcycle Diaries uh, music with the panpipes and the uh, guitars. Guitars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's too forward. good. That's too yeah. good for this movie. Is what you're saying? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah it, think... just, it just wouldn't fit. Uh, so here's, here's my suggestion. It is a. It's like a Eurobeat version of a very stereotypical song or musical instrument from that area so that the soundtrack can be sold to first of all like a peloton and b because uh, that's your marketing right but can be sold to like uh as a, as a as a workout so you can work out to the songs and they have that fast like euro beat um like high energy that you do in a spin class uh, <laughs> sort of like yeah. the spin class element is kind of yeah kinda good yeah, yeah. I mean, what's, it, the B, what's the BPM or RPM for for Peloton? Uh, they, they 160, 
No, 160 plus maybe? It's got to be something like that. So like all the beats are going to be like... I mean, it could be something from Eurovision. It could literally have some sort of cheesy Eurovision. Uh, Maybe aspect. it should have a Eurovision winners from each country, like that does the, the you know, that does the Mate, soundtrack to each one. We are so. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. <laughs> exactly what I was going to suggest. That would be um, good, wouldn't it? Because because so, the it, like so it's, yeah, it's sort of a wonderful riff off of what each country has to give in a particular and, you know forum. And if the uh, financial advisor is upset with Turkey, we can just shorten the countries. We could just make it. Uh, but, um, yeah, I think it could be educational, uh, uh-huh. learning about each other's countries. Uh, um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's got legs. I think uh, it could be a bit of fun and it could have a hidden meeting where the, the bad guys who the UK... Um, they're all everyone's kind of brought together at the end so we're kind of anti-nationalism and uh, they kind of swap teams by the end and and whoever whoever wins shares mm. out the money with the other teams love it so it's got to it's yeah. got to have a heartfelt good meaning to it yeah so that was peloton by nick i'm not talking about his Corporate development program pitch, obviously. I'm talking about the <laughs> wonderful uh, film idea um, he supplied us with. Um, I'm looking forward to yours, Ryan. Uh, your idea for Peloton, please. Thank you. So, you know, I haven't gone for the multiple ideas. Uh, you know, I thought I'd hone down on the one that I really love. Uh, and as per usual, you know, I'm going to play with the title. So, Pelo uh, is hair in Spanish. And uh, Ton is your in French. So my idea is let's 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 flash forward to an alternate reality, an alternate reality in the future that has some kind of has takes some of the ideals like, you know, how people like Western hippies love a star sign and a moon sign and, oh, I can't date a Scorpio because you're too fiery. This is what they all <laughs> say to me anyway. Uh, and, you know, in Asians, it's blood types, right? But in this in this flash-forward alternate reality, hair is the important thing, right? And the more luscious and beautiful and richly coloured your hair is, the bigger you are in society and the more desirable you are. And the way that you would send your love to people which is which is what people used to do they used to take locks of their hair and uh in roman tradition you would um give it as a sign of love or devotion you give a lock of hair and i know some people still keep babies hairs and 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 whatever else you know and so Mm -hmm. this is the way that people devote themselves to one another and so we we go in we open on old gay paris at this uh massive beautiful crazy ball that's been going on it's all these really beautiful people with wonderful dresses and hairs all swanning around sort of uh timothy chalamet looking guy uh you know presents this lock of his hair and this beautiful diamond sort of necklace like locket thing to another beautiful woman as like the sign of his love and you see all these almost like a debutante's ball right they're all sort of rich people trying to like pairing off for the good families and you know it's there's people it's like hair transplants and hair is the new commodity it's like the new plastic surgery mm-hmm. right you know you're getting hair transplants to change it change your hair color or making sure it's thicker however though people who are bald it's still a sign of status because you keep a lock of your old 
luscious hair preserved in your lock because you know you can't change your genes mm-hmm. uh you know you still no matter what it is and it sort of reminds me there was a guy it was a guy in south korea that sued his wife because he had ugly children because she had loads of plastic <laughs> surgery done yeah, so, ugly. so when they so had... he thought she was beautiful but then when they had yeah. their children they were hideous yeah so you know you can't change that hair color you know you can't change that so even if you're bald you still keep a lock of it because it can still you still could have children with beautiful so what about hair, hair dyeing and stuff like how does that work in this world like what happens it when someone is, changes their hair color it is i do have that written somewhere ah that comes that comes in okay. later okay. all right comes in is, later but is hair uh is it a is it about strength or is it about both um, he- strength color like um you know it's the sort power? of the... power or you're more powerful if you've got hair or you yeah just... like the rich the rich people all have really really beautiful hair and like really voluminous and sleek oh. and you know quite obviously... biblical isn't it samson samson and yeah. his hair that, yeah, uh, yeah 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 and, and like sort of renaissance wigs and stuff isn't it like yeah. that sort of sign of, of okay. wealth so we're going through this we're going through this ball and then uh and then you sort of you see in the in the kitchen spy hole there's a kid sneering you know he's he's uh sneering at the back and this is our boy chevaux played by cameron moynihan mm-hmm. and he's there refresh, refresh me what what moynihan cameron moynihan cameron moynihan he was in the star wars game not force awakens what's it called again oh uh, the latest one the latest one yeah him and he was in um gotham as the as the oh, joker okay. Okay. It's the kid Joker. Uh, so he's washing dishes in the back, and the, and you know you see the head chef having an argument in French, and then he slaps this kid upside of the head, and his hat falls off. And oh no, just like Cameron Moynihan, no. he's a ginger. <laughs> right? This is a bad thing, is it? Is and everybody laughs at him because he's got his horrible, his horrible looking ginger hair. Now I have to say, right? we've got someone with fantastic Irish genes in this group, Nick, um, and he has been known under certain lighting conditions to have slightly ginger hair. So, uh, and this, and this is where, so I heard, and I don't know how true this is, but the redhead recessive gene is apparently dying out. Maybe one of those meme things that I sort of see quite a lot. I don't know how true it is, but this is like well, one of those in, things, you know. Genetics, Nick, uh, to a degree. What, what, what is that? How does that work? Because I've, I've heard that. As well, well that, 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 yeah. someone who's got freckles tends to have like fair hair. Obviously, it's not that surprising. But actually, redhead was the Neanderthals had um, ginger hair. Ah. So, yeah. So maybe it's in the, a throwback to the Neanderthals. Oh, so, see, right? I like that. So, That's got a factor yeah. into this idea, so, right? Well, okay. you, Neander- you guys are. It's like you're just padding my pockets already. All right. <laughs> so, so then obviously we're laughing. He puts the hat on, and then you know the pastry chef uh, goes. You know, tells this guy to come outside, which is I feel like the pastry chef. He's you know big bald guy's got to be played by Ken. Uh, uh, is it Davintian who is in? He was Asmat in Borat. He's like big, you know, he's like the big Armenian guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 I know. Right? Yeah. And they go and they go outside and they're having they're having a vape outside of this of this house because I read an article the other day where they're trying to tone down the amount of cigarette smoking and tobacco smoking in French cinema. So, you know, <laughs> they they have a vape out, uh-huh. outside. And he's like this is where you get all your expose, you know, where they talk about how he talks about how he found this kid in the street and he raised him and you know, he's trying to get him to be his own and 
you know, this kid's like, oh, I just want to, Cameron Winham's like, I want to find, want to find my mum and just ask her like, why she gave me this hair and why she left me and all this stuff. And the guy's like, hey, maybe you can be bold like me. And then, uh, and then sort of. Hey, I thought it was French. Oh, <laughs> oh, maybe you can be bold like me. <laughs> and then, and so he, you know, the, the end of the, end of the day and he goes back to his little ramshackle apartment which for some reason will just overlook the uh <laughs> the eiffel tower because they always Shots do Lisa, yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, just even to, though it's like this tiny little room isn't it? it's a tiny horrible room but he opens up his windows and he's got the most beautiful view and you know he goes to like shave his head shave off his ginger hair and he he can't do it he, you know can't bring himself to it but you still see he has to go through the rigmarole of like shaving his face like shaving all of his skin like his body hair as well so none of the fair hair like gets seen or you know and he, and he tries to keep as much of it he's got one of those like nice short like uh beret cuts so it can't so you know when you saw him earlier with the hat on you didn't see it and so this is this is all the sort of learning about him so the next day he's like working in another kitchen and another ball another big debutante's ball or whatever and then we see like a crystal one of those crystal vials it's like a floor shot and the crystal vial drops and rolls under a table and then later on he's like sweeping everything up and he goes under the table and he sees a locket and this locket's got the most beautiful ginger hair in it and so he's like oh oh my god there's another one there's another one uh and he has to it's like i've got to find out who this person is and he like you know has to go and find out where all like the, the where the where the people came from and they all came from like really far away like the south of france probably and then like you know somewhere um which is ironic because it's more sunny isn't it we probably find less fair hair and skin people but um yeah so he like i don't know takes a scooter or a train or however however his bike with a bicycle on it in a, in a peloton and um a real cinderella it's a bit of a real a cinderella story real, real, yeah, so he's, he's got to find the he's got the glass vial of the ginger hair and you know he'll like maybe if he takes a like he'll take one of those like classic freight trains like on the way down and he'll meet like a group of nomads who've all got like dreads um but you know they all but the it's the fact that like it takes a long time to dread hair and so like people are like and they take a lot of care of it and they're sort of like the you know they're, they're like the the gypsies that take him in you know that sort of like yeah. that, there's that moment they're in those stories of, where they're sort of almost like the alternative like, and sort of they're yeah. sort of knowledgeable about they're the within world. their own they're communes sort of yeah and yeah yeah because it takes and a long he, time to dread so while they're dreading they can tell stories about the world yeah. to each other and understand the world more it's very different to the people who are having their hair done you know exactly okay, so. where it's sort of like you know i you know on like I don't like talking to my barbers when I would get my hair cut. So you know, but some people, you know, it's it is quite a big thing. Some people, that's, but yeah, you're that's right. all that's I do when I get my hair cut. Just talk to George. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think barbers are pretty much um, psychologists, really, that uh, get paid to cut hair. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I'd be listen. Uh, that street, has to be featured in the film, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a huge deal. If if hair becomes this yeah. this indicator, then barbers but it's, and it's, barbers. It's like this, this thing, moment, but it's right? but yeah. because of the rich, because you're only seeing the rich, right? So he's only ever seen it from this thing where they don't talk like it's like it gets done and you you don't mm. it's like almost like not talking to the help right it's like you know this is just you do my hair you make it look beautiful and whatever but um but he repays them you know like because he's been working in the kitchens he chefs up a couple of things you know with what he's got and they sort of repay him with information that there was people 
like in the in you know in the south where he's sort of seen them so he carries on and he you know tries to get into the party shows him the lock of hair and the crystal and they like laugh him all away and everything like that and you know down on his luck he goes to work he, f- he just has to find some work and he goes start working at an apple orchard mm-hmm. it'll come relevant in a second uh <laughs> i should have, i should have south, so. south of france south of france it with such heaviness it <laughs> yeah. <has to laughs> yeah yeah so is yeah, that is that not famous... normal nick to south of france i guess it would be a vineyard, I, I would have said it? maybe the west country in the uk or uh like... no, no no there's there's a beautiful apple orchard in the south of france right? okay okay uh, all right and <laughs> So the so he's working there, and you know he's working in the thing, and then the gust of wind blows, and it blows his hat off, and the grandmother of of the of the orchard um, sees his hair and beckons him to come over, and she she says to him, uh, tells him the story of this beautiful, beautiful, most beautiful woman of the most beautiful ginger hair she's ever seen in her entire life, and she, and she he says I'll. I'll only tell you the rest of the story if you work here for three months and you don't shave anything. So he's like, okay, fair anything, enough. So works he there. says, indicating his Anything. Boobs. And she's like, uh, yes. And then, so he works here for three months and obviously he's, he's a quick grower because he's been shaving the entire time a lot, a lot, a lot. So in three months he grows like a big old scruffy ginger beard and his hair's all a mess and it's all like really dark and everything like that. And then after the three months, the grandmother reveals that the reason why she's got all the money is she's rich. She used to make shampoos for all the rich people. That's what her her time was. But the secret to making all of these is apple cider vinegar. And the reason I know this is because I watched a YouTube video of like a guy who had who had dreads. For, he didn't wash them for years and he to wash them naturally he used apple cider vinegar to get all of the gunk out of them right and it left his hair like really like literally there was just like a like bowls and bowls of like like black water and they used the apple cider vinegar to get all of the dirt out of it and it made it like really like clean and lovely so she then gets the you know, they they start they, they give him the old glow up, right? The trim up of the beard. They wash his hair with the apple cider vinegar and the water, and they get it all like perfect. And she tells the story about how there was there was this really beautiful, um, really beautiful couple, um, really rich. You know, like obviously claimed to the throne of France or something like that, probably. And she's telling him the story while she's washing his hair. How they the they thought, you know, they they did the hair ceremony and they and they fell in love, but they didn't realize that the the gene, the hair gene, skipped a generation, so that when this kid was born, he was he was ginger. So they cast they cast him away because they couldn't be seen having. Sent him to the, Paris. To, him so to they Paris? sent him to Paris. Yeah, <laughs> cast him to away, work, and that's how work that's how our old. Yeah, that's yeah, that's how yeah. our old our old man. What, is, what like, is the time period of this uh, film? I said alternate, <laughs> alternate reality. So, okay. you know, yeah, take so it what, people people are still putting babies in baskets and sending them Do down. You know what, rivers, Rye? I was right? I was thinking about this actually, and you're right, Nick. I think I think you need to set it in this like I keep getting lemony snickets vibes. The Netflix show. Yeah, it is that you sort know? of so that you want to sort opulence. Of, yeah, you want to say it's it's our world but it's not our world so when it says france and spain which i think you should have that connection between france and spain based on it's, on the opello and the and the top well it is it's the it's the oranges 
You know, Seville oranges, oranges, ginger oh, orange I like, hair. I like there that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I so see, I, I so I definitely think it should be like this sort of alternative world to ours. Yeah. So like maybe it's even sort like of like really decadent, but they haven't got Ferraris. Do you know what I mean? They've still got like they've just got like honk honk cars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like well, sort of like one, very on, Victorian you, you punk style. You've you've almost uh, replicated one famous ginger's life. Uh, Vincent van Gogh, uh, he, he spent a lot of time in the south of France. Uh, he was a famous uh, ginger, and uh, but he went a bit crazy in the south of France. Um, <laughs> and they and this is all, these are all the stories that he's she's, he's being told while she's while she's you know putting the apple cider vinegar in his hair. And then when they wash it out, he's just got like the most beautiful like you know they all laughed at the ginger hair, but now it's cleaned it. It's like that really like lovely auburn, you know, and gets gets taken and she takes him because she's a rich old woman she takes him to the ball and uh he like declares he's like stands on the table and he's like i need to know who's like owns this lock of hair and then it's it's it, the woman's Ford, basically right she's got a big old wig on and she takes it off and she's got her lovely beautiful ginger hair and it's his mother he finally gets reunited with <laughs> and then she tells him that he can you know that he, who he is, and how he's got stake claim to the throne, and and probably owns Paris at the end. So of wait, it. where did this all? Did I just miss? Did was it everybody else that also missed all the stuff about the throne and all this about redheads and the throne? Or <laughs> no, 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 because it was it was the woman, old woman when she was washing his hair. She was saying that there was a there was a couple, a beautiful couple that had. That's a why child. the redheads have been oppressed or suppressed because. But it they was, have but it skipped. It throne. skipped the recessive genes. Skipped uh -huh. the generations, and neither of those, but the generation before rolled gingers so it skipped it okay and then they've uh and then they and this is why this kid's ginger old cameron moynihan i like it so I, like... I mean i think you know i think you need to push i think you need to push sort of the beauty splendor and wonder of the of ginger hair as well i think i think well you this is where you really this young. is where you get your marketing tie-ins with like hair dye companies don't you right you don't you know and it's not it's not just ginger, it's whatever colour, like even if you're black haired, but it's really like rich. It's not to do with like the light, the light, the colour of your hair, the better off you are. It's to do with the richness and the texture and the volume of the hair is what makes it, you know, is what yeah. is your status in society. Go on, Nick. Uh, uh, yeah, I was going to say, um, yeah, it, it could be the, the odd one out, like the minority in the monoculture kind of uh which i think would be a hard sell for for gingers really <laughs> uh, or, or you know um but yeah I, I i can see the uh i think historically i think i like the historical aspect to the uh the film and uh and yeah, I like talk about how how the Neanderthals were gingers, as you said. So, Not that yeah, far back. Like, no, no. <laughs> they were, the, they were the, the the true rightful owners of the world. Well, I sort I yeah. sort of like that. Like, yeah, there's something magical that comes out of you know being a redhead or or whatever auburn, strawberry blonde, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. You know, definitely, there's something positive out of it. Quite, we're quite. They're quite often in in fantasy, the sort of quite powerful uh, witches, aren't they? Like the redheads, you know, they're sort of seen as as. But we've got. See, this is my power. point. Like, I think that, like, when you're younger, you pick on someone for anything, right? So it's easy to pick on something, of you know. Like, and we're all we're all adults now. We don't, we, you know, we've grown, uh, in, you know, we've learnt sort of how children operate, um, and we want to make something that that doesn't other or make ginger people feel awkward in any way, but celebrates them. I think that's that's the key, isn't it? It's that's why it's the king. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actually, it's the king of all hairs because when he steps into that party, and it's the most beautiful hair anyone's ever seen because they haven't seen it for thousands of years. Yeah. So the only reason like why people don't like it initially is because there's an evil person on the throne who has outlawed and said no red hair this is bad yeah but actually you find out the truth is that it's good and there's just a bad guy that's been oppressing it i think you sort of just need that maybe it's because his mother wouldn't go out with him that he decided to that's wait, true. Who's that's the, wait, that's, his, his that's own mother term. wouldn't go. Timothy, out no, Cameron Moynihan. Oh, the re- yeah, okay, oh, Chivu's, yeah, yeah, Chivu's yeah, yeah. mother. Yeah. <laughs> or grandmother, or something yeah. like that. Or grandfather. There was a queen that declared all redheads unsavory because she was turned down, or he was turned down. They were turned yeah. down by a person. I think if we bring on in this sort of yeah, this magical fantasy aspect in the Henry VIII well. style. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't get what I wanted. So I'm going to rewrite history. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you all. Yeah. And then obviously the, the sequel is like the land of the gingers where he like, you know, in the, in like <laughs> the middle of the Congo where they speak French, isn't it? And then he goes, he finds like, goes on the ginger adventure. Oh, Nick, he finds the original. He finds like a, a Neanderthal, like a, a, a frozen in time, <laughs> like a group of them frozen I- in time. Yeah, I he think does the all their hair have... with the apple cider vinegar. <laughs> yeah, love it. The, the science might have to come in here to say the. Um, uh, I teach science while I dance. Right? <laughs> <laughs> might, might have to. I might have that. to explain that the gingers or the fair skin like myself, they were all from Northern Europe because it's um, uh, it's to do with UV light. So right. and how much you can, how much UV light you can absorb, Melanin, turn yeah, into yeah. vitamin D. So, but um, yeah, so I think the land of the gingers is. Probably more likely to be somewhere north, further north. Than that. <laughs> but um, sort yeah. of like, sort of like the equivalent of the Bermuda Triangle, but for gingers. It could be. It could be. Or yeah. what's the other one? Well, Shambhala, but for yeah, gingers. Yeah. Well, allegedly the uh, what is it? The um, Canary Islands. The original right. inhabitants were all fair-skinned gingers as well. So. There you go. There you yeah, go. Right. That's where we're That's going it. for number for, for. That's what you tease in the post-credit sequence. <laughs> right? So Tom would like this because it has a sequel and it has tie-ins with. I wonder what our next adjudicator when it hair would products. think. But yes, yeah. this Tom would have appreciated the tie-in with hair products. There's the business aspect, um, but who knows? And the lockets, like the hair, the lockets. Oh, for the hair. clever! Yeah, the charms that you can sell and people can put lockets for their own mm. hair in there, and it's like yeah, promote. Doesn't matter what your hair is, you're beautiful and wonderful. That's obviously the the point of the thing. Um, yeah. All right. I I, can, I think like, but I wonder what our adjudicator will think in six episodes time. Let's. Uh, well, well I mean, I you know, I wanted to. I was really taken with this idea of uh, a be- a beautiful cross country adventure, which I know is is what won the the last one. But still, you know, this I I, I love this idea of the the opulence, the rising from nothing to become something the taking in advice from wiser people on nomads and learning that you know the hair underneath once uncovered with natural products is the most beautiful thing that we can all possess so that was uh a robust idea from you, Ryan. I'm, I enjoy I enjoy hearing you when you've got some time to plan. Uh, it's very detailed. It's been a while since we've had a real sort of blow by blow. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. That was uh, your idea for Peloton. The at the end of um, this episode, 
Dan, and then perhaps even this season, please, please, for the love of God, remind me what happens. I need to know. Well, you know, as I as I explained to Nick earlier, we'll um, we'll choose. You're going to choose a winner mm-hmm. at the end of this episode, and then that means there'll be six winners at the end of this section, this quarter, which we'll put into a heat, and that will be adjudicated by a special guest. Our three special guests so far have been extraordinary. And they've um, the adjudicator mm. episodes have been a lot of fun and very very different, which I've enjoyed. Um, and at each adjudicator, they will choose one winner. That will give us four winners, and then we're going to put two wild cards in that you, the listener, will be able to vote on. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe we'll choose one. Yeah, I think one 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 of ours that we think really we would have loved to have gone through. And one that um, anyone who's listening who goes, do you know what? Sean was really out of line with that decision. He should have gone with this one instead. Um, we, will, yeah. we, will t- we will take that under advisement. And if we, they're strong enough... Or maybe one that was robbed at the um, adjudicator's round. Yeah. yeah. Well, that will give us six in, in total. Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying me. I'm just saying another one that got robbed. That's true. Um, and then we'll put those six into a, a super duper final. Mm-hmm. A grand final Who are we going to get for that? One. Tom Cruise? Danny Boyle. Well, yeah, I thought maybe Danny, Danny Boyle. Boyle. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe he's trying to get, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Susan Boyle. Susan Boyle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they will decide. Ooh. That's why it's got to be someone really good, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. They will decide the grand winner of season uh-huh. one. And we will make that yeah. into a trailer. Yeah. Somehow, we didn't say it was going to be good, yeah. but we said we'd make it into mm-hmm. a trailer. And that's the end of season one, which is coming a lot quicker than I thought it would. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that, Dan. And now I'm looking forward to... I'm, I'm always excited when we change up the dupe. Oh. I'm hoping that some guests will come on and be dupes if, if, if they're exci- you know, sort of excited about the prospect. Yeah. Um, I know that I would be terrible. I, I like a little bit of planning time, but I, but I, I always value uh, a change up and uh, it's as good as a rest, <laughs> a change. Um, I'm excited to hear your... Uh, dupe idea for Peloton. Okay, so uh, a little bit like Ryan's, um, Peloton was is French for platoon um, or a yeah. set of squads. So I've gone down that road. Um, and so I'm thinking it's a French animation and it is um, it follows the life of um a few squads of pixies kind of children pixies um as they have to um deal with um the incursion of a, a, a nastier side of things maybe some gnomes or um a, a, a sort of a more french um fairy tale kind of baddie yeah, um, yeah. but of that scale um and it's going to end up having like a watership down kind of feel like it's not, it's going to be one that you show your kids and then instantly regret having shown your kids. Cause it's <laughs> years. Um, and I've been playing with my little boy, been playing unravel two. And I really like the yeah, idea of game, this. It? Great. Game. It's a great game and it's a beautiful game as well. And I really like the idea of maybe these pixies lives being shadowed in the background with animation, maybe depicting the second world war mm, or the first okay. world war in fact like so um so things that the, the the soldiers in the background 
are echoes of what the pixies are because as we're playing unravel 2 i know it might not be the story because mm. i haven't finished it yet there is a story but in the they seem there? there's a story of yeah. two two kids running in the background and it feels to me like they're their lost souls that i don't think they are in the end but it it feels like that so maybe these pixies are sort of the childlike souls of these soldiers dying or you know being destroyed as time goes by so these pixies will um will bite the dust as we go through um but the French have got quite a strong sort of animation history. I think I think they're probably some of the first mm-hmm. animators. They're as hand well. animators. And I, fantastic so, as well, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and so there's there's like I remember, but this might be showing my age. There was the a series called The Mysterious Cities of Gold. Do you yeah, remember? Yeah. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, and it, no, I, was, I remember it being. That was, was that in um, was that on the a, a BBC or? Yeah, I think like, it might. I I can't remember, but it was like early eighties for sure. Um, and it was about I think it was about this kid who like could control the sun or something. Anyway, he's looking for his lost father. So there's and then there's there's quite a lot of other really cool uh, friend like the the little prince we've been we watched recently with my little boy again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Persepolis, which is based on the mm. graphic novel, which I, I haven't written. And they, they animated that. There's a lot of telling grown-up stories through child's children-like eyes. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like that's where this one this one's going. I'm also debating as to whether it's spoken at all. Voiced, mm. maybe, but not necessarily spoken. Because the beauty of Unravel 2 is that there's no speech, but it tells such a phenomenal story through the animation and sort of like a foreground background thing that's happening. So I really like the idea of that for this. Um, and that I don't know whether there is a happy ending. I guess there's an ending where the evil is overthrown, but I, I imagine there's, there's loss on the way and that the, the world that they come out into maybe doesn't have a place for them anymore, but they've saved the, saved the world or their surroundings from, the evil if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. and um so yeah it feels like a little bit i i imagine that the animation to be a little bit like the never completely finished um lord of the rings i sort of thought that as well you know that's exactly what i was thinking this sort of almost like I know this sounds a bit silly, but it's almost like a child has drawn it, isn't it? Like it's very simplistic, yeah. Yeah. sort of. I mean, not a ch- not not a really young child, but like, yeah, it sort of has yeah. this really sort of. I don't know, like like you'd see it in a sketchbook, right, or something. That from, from yeah, a young, we'd young call boy. it janky now, wouldn't we? But it's <laughs> not. It it's not. It, yeah, it's. But that's part of its charm. It's part of the fact that it it holds on to this childlike innocence, despite. Um, us seeing trenches like the the pixies are in environments which are you know sort of echoed in the back by trenches and stuff like that. Mm. Can I can I make a suggestion for your bad guys? Mm. Um, yeah, and a monster we never want to meet when we play D anD D. But Tarask is a um, French mythological creature. Right. So you could have like the Tarasks are the are the sort of bad people lion like head turtle like carapace well like not but you could just scale them down couldn't you you know a bunch of little ones couldn't you absolutely yeah where where does where does the evil come from the evil comes from what death and in war world war ii or something or yeah uh, i imagine i imagine sort of they're mimicking the soldiers so the other soldiers will be the big bad um i you know if we're feeling if we're feeling particularly um 
obvious in World War Two, they would be reflecting sort of the Nazis and the fascists, and and that, and it's got that kind of Animal Farm feel as well. Do you, know, do you remember? Did you ever see the Animal Farm animation thing? So it's got, you know, you can see things happening that are, that are scarily human, but aren't but aren't human because we live in a world of pixies and maybe animals as well because things happening to animals is always more tragic isn't it really that's why watership down well while simon and garfunkel sing bright eyes i can't well, listen to that song without a tear to tear coming to my eyes yeah. animal farms very political isn't it it's, mm, uh... yeah yeah and I, I, that's what i imagine in this is that it is quite reflective of a of a time I'm getting some fern uh, gully vibes as well like to do with deforestation and whatnot you know yeah, it's, it's basically, you, know, you can educate kids or uh, give them a sense of moral that most cartoons do and, and, and um, do it quite well. Um, what did we watch recently? We were watching uh, uh, Raya and the Last mm. Dragon mm. recently. That's a great, a great movie. Um, and all of that, and onward again. We've been watching that. <laughs> but they've all got the they've all got the feels. They mm. all they all tell a story, which is ultimately something that we want to instill in our children so i guess throughout that animation that's what we're looking for mm-hmm. jojo rabbit has that kind of feel of looking yeah. through a, a child's, yeah, yeah, child's yeah. eyes so maybe it could be like uh through that aspect of, yeah but then you'd have to add some yeah i mean sorry it's animation i mean who would who would do the voiceovers for for the uh, the characters, or... I mean, there's quite a lot of uh, famous voice uh, French voice actors, but I'm not. I think it. I don't know. Part of me doesn't want that. Part of me wants it to be told through the music and sort of noises, and like and buzzings and like yaps and not almost animal noises, rather than actual voice so, so you have yeah, to so the, the emotion is the only it's way it's called through. something i should have i should have remembered but it's it's when they did it in a lot in disney films so early disney films where they used the score to underpin the action and it was almost like they matched the action directly to the music um but i watched yeah. a lot of and it's, it does have an actual technical term or a name um but i've watched because i've been doing i think i've already mentioned this but i'm doing all the disney ghibli and pixar animated films in sequence so i'm only on uh Naushka now so it must be like in the valley of the wind so it must be 1986 or something but a lot of the early disney films um there's several of them that were made during the war and because they dropped down to like a uh, they used a lot of their animation departments for propaganda so they didn't have a lot of their creative things to put out and so they put out short films that would play before newsreels so and during those short films which are still in the classic catalog can be viewed on disney plus a lot of them are, um, are without dialogue a lot of them are you know a little bit like fantasia for example so a lot of them tell stories with visuals and so i feel like there is that sort of symmetry that you could lean on quite yeah, bambi yeah bambi did as well i mean without, and, um, dialogue. and even i mean dumbo had like the the crows talking but dumbo didn't did Dumbo ever talk? I don't think Dumbo really? ever said, Mama. <laughs> no, I don't know. You made that up. I don't think it's... Does he say Mama? <laughs> no. I don't know. But I, 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 like, the, I, I like the idea. We're going to take that we out, have to by get, the way, yeah. and use that. We're going to use that on a soundboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mama? Um, yeah, I like the idea that the music has to be epic and, uh, and full of emotion and that the animation will tell us how we should be feeling. Yeah. Good. I like that. Yeah, and it doesn't have a good ending, though, you're saying. So how does that work for, I think, 
for children. I think they def- well, there's a lot of stories that don't have a very nice. I mean, most of the original Hans Christian Andersen stories are brutal and tragic. Yeah, that's true. Roald Dahl, a lot um, of Roald Dahl stories, even if you're going to be Roald Dahl, right? Yeah, I think it it will have a good ending, not necessarily, but it comes at a cost. So that the evil will be driven off, but we have to see the consequences of of what's happened. Like we will have lost friends along the way. We will maybe have to say goodbye to even existing in this world anymore to protect it. So maybe the pixies have to leave so that the so that the, the world of magic was it flight of dragons. Did anyone ever see the a flight of dragons no. when oh this is a great and you like you will definitely want to watch this <laughs> um Sean and Ryan. I don't know about you Nick it might be your cup of tea. But it's about this um boy that gets sucked into his um board game world um slightly slightly Dungeons and Dragons. Um and he falls in love with the princess of course he does. But at the very end to save the world he has to denounce it. He has to disbelieve in mm. magic so that the big evil sorcerer loses all his magical powers and can't defeat everyone but in doing so he right. denounces the magical world so it's like an allegory um, for growing and then up he goes or back to his, or like, exactly yeah. exactly that and i feel like there's that within it like to save the world we have we've had to lose people on the way and, and denounce them but in in doing so we've we've created a, a, new, a newer better world that will that will hopefully grow into something new. But just like the end of any world war, it's like, it's a bittersweet uh, victory, isn't it? It's like, we've we've done something maybe wonderful for the future, but it's come at a a hefty cost. Um, So I want that, you know, that's a nice, I think that's a nice thing to pass on to kids that, you know, not not war, but that war isn't necessarily (laughs) good, even even though we've won. It's a bit more realistic. Yeah. 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 Because I think con- conflict is, um, and and I don't mean necessarily fighting, but conflict is is often the way that you resolve. As long as it's amicable conflict, though, as well, conflict is quite an important part of of human development and learning how to deal with conflict and learning how to, um, and of course, learning about the history of conflict. So you know that includes war. So I, don't, I think it's quite intrinsic, isn't it? I think it's important to learn about violence as a human being because it's inherent in our world so but obviously how you teach that and how you and how you lay that out there a lot of children's tv shows i imagine deal with it i don't obviously don't know i haven't been watching them but you have well we were having this obviously as parents we have this conversation about violence and what is and isn't appropriate for our child to watch or experience Mm. and we violence is intrinsic to a lot of the stuff we watch and i and i wonder no, there's, there's, is there an ideal world where we don't discuss violence, where d- d- violence doesn't happen anymore? And then by not, oh, not, not acknowledging it, but, you know, by it not being our conflict resolution, that we, we eke it out of our, our society. Mm. I mean, that's a bigger philosophical question. Well, you would now, hope that, like, but, as um... <laughs> adults, that, that that's what, like, anti-war films do, right? They're supposed to be anti-war films, they're, and often they're made by sort of, uh, filmmakers who have been touched by war, often the big ones, um, talking about like the pianist or um, or, or you know Saint Private Ryan or stuff Schindler's like that. List. Yeah, Schindler's List, exactly. Yeah. So they're all anti-war yeah. films, and I think they're designed to teach us because, of course, conflict is inherent in human behaviour, and, and I and I think that that's not something that that perhaps we even need to get rid of, but but that sort of level of violence is. So um, 
So I think anti-war films for adults do that, don't they? They go a long way towards trying yeah. to to sort of show. And this is kind of a kids' again. version of <laughs> yeah. anti-war. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This this was what happened to the Pixies if you if we go through this crap. Mm. Mm. So I I know you talked about music and like I, sometimes I get it I get it straight away but but other and 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 other times I get the broad strokes but sometimes I just don't know if something specific comes in so like I I watched um, In the Earth recently so I went back to the cinema for the first time since I saw Tenet so it's been about a year or, or whatever it's been so I went to the cinema finally um, and I saw Ben Wheatley's uh, In the Earth and yeah thank you <laughs> it's a big deal for me <laughs> um, double vaxxed yeah. I'm all good um, hey. and. Uh, so the soundtrack's by Clint Mansell. I think he's a British composer and he does some really interesting work and it was a really sort of harmonic, really sort of unusual resonant because the film's about the sounds that, that plants make and the resonance that the earth makes and trees. Actually, Nick, thinking about it, you, you quite like it. Uh, some of it anyway. <laughs> um, There's a bit of a crossover to Avatar that... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not that grand. I mean, I think it was made on like a one hundredth of the budget. But yeah, there is this sort of thing about like you know, and it's set in Britain, and it's got this sort of um, this thing about the earth. Um, so the so the soundtrack has to has to link to that, and it and it's very resonant and, and unusual, and and so it just made me think, like, is there a specific of the score in your mind that that I can sort of latch onto? Yeah, actually, it it feels um, it feels quite orchestral in in scope because we're dealing with um, grand. But again, much like the the sort of the foreground background idea that we've got between the Pixies and and the World War, that that feels epic in its background with the strings and sort of um, and horns and stuff depicting the background. But in the front, in the foreground, we have more folksy instruments that actively depict certain pixies so like much like peter and the wolf where each um each mm. character has a, a has a different voice via, via a different instrument um maybe each of the pixies or each squadron has um a a feel about it so maybe one's all sort of plucked stringed instruments like banjos and mandolins or something and then another one is more sort of uh woodwind or maybe, each, and then each individual pixie has a little theme that will come. So it would be, it, I mean, the more I'm thinking about it, the, the one, more wonderful that is in terms of like orchestration, that it would be more like a a fully orchestrated symphony almost mm. with thematic movement through it. And, you know, we can play with minor versions of those themes, mm. upside down versions of those themes as things happen to our yeah. our, um, our protagonists. I think it could be interesting also um, if you look at the for example the second world war as a whole i i would say if i was directing this i would suggest this to the composer i would say look at it as a whole look at it from the start to the end um uh, and try and write a symphony for me that 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 echoes the the structure of the second world war i don't know if that's silly of the second world war but that's no, you're not, you're, you're not no, giving us a... not giving a small a small job there are you, really? <laughs> I, but you give that just to the composer write, and you go just, i'm paying you on i see you later come back with with gold i'm paying and you, you turn up. yeah and then oh. they just come back with the same the same sort of 30 minutes of music they were yeah, always going to write and go of yeah yeah this, and then you point out the bits that are and definitely go, oh, yeah, you know the assassinations yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm, that sounds great well, sounds great we've hit mm. the deadline anyway so we'll have to take it but uh, yeah it's one of those <laughs> no, but i think uh, actually you know because we're we're voiceless in this i think it, it is you know we get one of the greats to come in and and write a, a french great though uh, and really that really comes in and really um holds on to this it becomes 
old school animation, old school Disney animation where the music and the animation are intrinsically linked, yeah. Thanks for that, Dan. Um, and thanks for that, uh, Nick and Ryan. We had three completely different ideas uh, from the idea Peloton. I personally have an idea for Peloton, but I'm, I, it's too good for this podcast the podcast that that I host, <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. It's um, too good for this but, old ramshackle <laughs> thing. But um, That implies every idea we've had up until this point is not as good as that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, idea. this idea is pretty terrible, that, which is really secretly the reason why I'm not going to say it. But, but um, no, I've, I've, I mean, initially we had Nick's idea. It was um, a, a cycle race uh, across Europe. Um, with this sort of nerds versus jocks versus stoners versus zealots, this sort of it had a sort of uh, <laughs> a cartoony edge to it. Um, I like the idea that um, you know while they were competing for money, cheating was encouraged. Um, it was a little bit like Wacky Races meets Cannonball Run, um, but on bikes, um, I, which I dug very much. Um, and also, I've never I haven't seen anything even remotely like that, which um, everyone will know I'm a fan of. Uh, Ryan played with the title as usual, so he wasn't duping, but he, he played with the title as usual today. Um, uh, set it in this future world where um, people were judged not on their star signs or their blood type, but on their hair. Uh, bouffants and quiffs and, and undercuts and crazy colours, natural roots. Hair has become the uh, primary indicator of strength, virility, leadership, wealth. Um, and within that, a young redhead goes on a Cinderella-like journey to find uh, his ancestors and his lineage and his rightful place in, uh, in this world. Um, and, and the apple cider vinegar cleans all. And apple cider vinegar. There's nothing... It doesn't have any stocks in Aspels or whoever makes the apple cider vinegar, but... but um, I can't. I can only imagine how bad hair would smell after having apple cider vinegar in it. Oh, let me. I'll send you the video after this, and you'll you'll see. Well, you can't smell a video though, can you? So, although I'm sure it looks yeah, great. Smell a vision, mate. <laughs> but um, what's his name? I was gonna say Neil Gaiman. That's not right. What's his name again? Neil Noel's house party. The smell of vision. I remember smell of vision. Man, we need to do a smell of vision special for this, don't we? I <laughs> okay. I'm writing the, the note smell of vision down on this. Smell-o-vision. Sorry, I interrupted you. are going to forget f- what that means in five minutes' we, time. Is that what we do for him. season two? Instead of making a trailer for season two, we do a smell-o-vision type. Don't right. do it. Don't right. make okay, it okay, harder okay. for us, please. All right. <laughs> Sorry, we interrupted your flow. I'm going I'm to bring, bring us back round to the final uh, idea we had today for Peloton, which was Dan's. Uh, it was duping, and it, but it was still a, a wonderfully sort of fleshed-out, sensitive idea. Um, a children's animated film uh, where pixies must fight off a nefarious force of gnomes. Uh, but at the same time, it, it's more than that. It, it's an educational piece that uh, sort of softly teaches children about historical conflicts like the Great Wars, um, uh, a little bit like Animal Farm or Watership Down. Um, it, it takes uh, the foreground and the background to tell a connected, uh, serious and powerful story with, also with magic uh, and whimsy and, and French style animation. So I was taken by by all three ideas. Um, I don't know if you guys can tell anymore. Uh, like, if I already have a favourite, I don't know if I don't know if like. Do you guys know well enough? When I okay, good. That's good because I always think, am I giving away the one I have already decided? Because sometimes it comes right down to the wire. Sometimes straight away I know uh, which one I connects with me. 
Um, so before I pick a winner for today's episode for Peloton, I just want to say we've had a lot of traveling, haven't we? A lot of roaming, a lot of traveling, uh, because I feel like we've all been locked yeah. inside for a year. So I don't know if anybody <laughs> like at home has been yeah. able to rack up, right? Yeah, so I'm just I think people just want sense to express. Sense of adventure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I feel like, yeah, exactly, a sense of adventure. Um, so I've just wanted, so that was just a, a note that I, I was feeling. Um, Ryan, you're, I don't want to do, I, listen, I'm just going to do them in order. I don't like to do the, the what I now call the Tom Daniels, where you sort of mix it up and then like, I'm just going to go through it, right? It's how you always used to do it and then just stick the <laughs> I know, I can't, yeah. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I, I feel bad. Um, I, 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 I'm really taken by your planned ideas. I think it's really cool when you, when you come to the table with a planned idea. It's interesting, and I think people at home will, will, will uh, sort of relish the difference between... Because there are pluses and minuses. Between Ryan preparing <laughs> and Dan... Not <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I so assume this is, this is what the you're beginning meant to get my, here. This is the beginning of the acceptance <coughs> speech. So I, I just want to say thank you, Sean, for picking me. Uh-oh. Uh, Uh-oh. Oh. It's going to be upset. No? I'm going to listen next time. I just time point I'm... out, I, oh, go on, Nick. I, I prepared and then left it at work. So uh... <laughs> so you're saying you're <laughs> yeah. a handicap. You want to you, be We went halfway in between. I'm in between, yeah. yeah in between <laughs> Um, so because I, you're not, you're not. You just said you're not knocking one out. You're not doing the Tom Daniels. So if you're talking mine one up, you must mean that you're about to tell me that I'm going to win, right? I'll start. Next, I'll start walking <laughs> up to the podium now. Next time I'm going to mix them up completely, so nobody knows. Um, the, so yes, you're. I'll talk about the positives. Um, uh, and I, I, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's necessary. The adjudicators talk about the negatives, right? It's not. It's not my job to do that. I love all the ideas. Um, I thought that it was. Uh, an incredible concept. I love it. And I think you can get on board with it straight away. If you have this sort of lemony snickets type thing and you just go, oh, I get it, it's hair, right? And all the different types of hair from all the different styles of every single century, they all, um... <laughs> Ryan's doing a thing where he's, he's soaking up the uh, appreciation because he's about to... Uh... <laughs> I'm about to win, right? You're about to, to announce speech. me as the winner with all, all those good things you're saying about me. Um... Can't go wrong. I'll never die. Shall I say... <laughs> Shall I say however? <laughs> however... Um, what? <laughs> uh, I, I think that I, I would be remiss putting this forward without um, trying to figure out myself the politics of it. Like when you put this stuff out, you really want to um, be fair about how. Like I get, I get the idea of the positivity of it, but I think there's people are still teased for having red hair. They shouldn't obviously be teased for any reason. Um, I think you have to, you can't play fast and loose with it. You've got to figure out how you're putting this thing forward sensitively, right? Does that make sense? Like, so I can't see that yet. I haven't seen the sort of how we're going to make anyone this. Else, did anyone else remember 30 seconds ago where Sean was like, I don't deal with negatives. That's what the adjudicator's for. I, listen, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's, 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 the it's not, I know. It's not at all a negative. Just something that like, um, if, if someone at home is thinking, oh, I've got these ideas. Maybe it's something you want to think about. You know, like it's just, there's, it's, for me, there's just something missing. It's not negative at all. It was just, I think it's there's something more sensitive here that I don't understand yet myself. So I couldn't in good conscience well, put this through yet. Well, you've let me down, so I will I will I will die in the most ironic fashion possible, drowning myself in honey lemon and ginger tea. <laughs> How is that 
if you drowned yourself in apple yes. cider vinegar, oh, fuck that would be that? Say right? it again. Say it you again. You literally and we'll didn't allow Anis Morrison. We'll cut out the bit where Dan no, says no, joke. no. It's fine. It's fine. That's that. That's how much the loss have affected me. My brain is not working in the right way. So, ooga booga, honey lemon ginger. <laughs> um, well, I, I, okay, I'll try. I, I don't think it's being negative, though. So it's being positive. Actually, giving good feedback is positive. I think. Honey lemon gingers. Um, uh, Dan, I've, I, one of the things I've got here on my note is that um, it's another children's idea. I wonder where you came up with that. That's. Uh... <laughs> I know what's happening. I know what's happening here. Something significant um, in my life. So I, I guess that's all Dan is is watching these days is, is children's things, which is which is great. Yeah, uh, that's exactly right. So uh, I thought as a dupe idea, it was it, it, it's really fleshed out. And again, like like in a sort of similar way, it's another sensitive topic. But I don't know if this is something that that you guys feel. But I feel like you sort of had thought about the sensitive aspects of it. So as a dupe to have done that in that length of time, I think that's pretty good. Um, I think to give some feedback on it, weirdly, I, this is a tough one. I always hate giving feedback like this, but it's almost better for a video game. I think it, you can, I can see it working as the sort hmm. of game that you play with your kid, and maybe you control the background and they control the foreground or something. Because I don't know if um, I was, I was around during one of the sort of breaks where we're allowed to to do childcare, um, and you know, I noticed that like remotely as well children learn a lot more now on ipads the software is good they've made it so a child can use it um video games are being used a lot more to um to sort of educate children in the same way that things like watch it down might have done or, or, or animated shows like that so so i don't know like there's something uh, it, it could work as a film absolutely um but the part of me that did uh, ryan and i did the uh, white box episode at bradley and, and we're hoping to spin that off that part of me thought I would love to see it if it worked as a video game, you know, and then maybe, maybe then maybe Netflix does a six-part animated series off the back of that, you know. Um, so that leaves me with Nick's idea. Um, I've made some notes that we didn't get a chance to talk about, but so first of all, I love Speed Racer, so I love that. I love that sort of idea of, um, and I love Wacky Racers, and I love all of those. This catch the it wasn't called Catch the Pigeon; it was called something else, but I think it was called The Adventures of Dastardly and Muttley, but it was Catch the yeah, Pigeon. Yeah, but that was a tune, wasn't it? Catch the Pigeon. Yeah, so that was the theme catch tune, the pigeon. right? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I love that sort of stuff, and they don't do enough of it these days, this sort of com- vehicular combat, but with like a sort of cartoony edge. Um, it was it was called Darcy and Muttley and their flying machines. Right, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah thanks. Um, so to see that on bikes, to see that with a sort of loving uh, sort of, twist on all the different nations like i sort of love that it's a really it's a really good thing we need now it's exactly the kind of thing that if we did it during the during the pandemic everyone would rally around it they would they'd love to see the 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 diversity of locations they'd love to sort of see like you were saying the unity sort of inherent in the film it's silly but there's also that aspect of unity um i would love to see like i know you're a big fan of the cohen brothers nick uh we talk about them often and and I feel like they do two types of films, don't they? Like No Country for Old Men, which is which are they're very dry, very serious films, and then they do their comedies. And I think that like for some reason, I feel like if they wanted to to merge both of them, you might get something like this. I don't. Maybe it's ridiculous to imagine the Coen Brothers doing this sort of film, um, or may, maybe it's better with I some. Some, it's, I could see interesting it. characters. 
Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they sort of, they're very dry, aren't they? And they can really get to the core of people without, they don't make fun of them, do they? Even their weird characters, they don't make fun of them. They manage to put them on screen. And then sort of... someone, like, someone like the dude in the stone era. Yeah, by, by... yeah mm. precisely. Uh, so... Oh, God, now part of me wants to see it as like a best of Coen Brothers with every one of their characters back in it. But anyway, <laughs> that's something else. That's something else. Um, I still, I still haven't got a good idea of the tricks and traps, but I think I can imagine what, they, what you might have on a, on a bike. Um, and the fi my final note on it is that I don't know if you guys agree, but I would love to see um, that the British team of villains were every kind of British villain there's ever been in every other kind of film. But yeah, no, I was, I was a big fan of that idea, Nick, and just completely left field. I would never have imagined that you'd come up with something like that. That was, that was, that was most of the fun <laughs> for me um, and most of the fun of Slash Deep. So I'm going to have to go for that one, I think, as the winner. So I don't know how you guys feel about that, but there's something about that idea that, that puts it um, in, a, in the unique it's also category amongst... It's something we've not yeah, had before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, Nick, I'm going to put literal, The most literal use of, the, of it as well. Sometimes the simplest well, answer is to try and change not, the title or translate it into something is just go with what it is. No, but Nick, Nick goes Nick. like pelotons and, well, and bike racing and I go, oh, yeah, 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 I, I sort of expect that. And then suddenly it's, they're fighting each other with like different like weapons and cheating and stuff. And then I'm like, you got me, you've got me. I've, I've, I, know, I know this is going to win. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm chuffed uh, with that. But um I wouldn't say I have the film pedigree that uh, uh, that you guys have, but uh, don't need it. You just no, want it. Yeah. don't need film pedigree. <laughs> that, let that be a sign to anyone who wants to come on the podcast. Like it's not, it's not, it's really just like everybody. Every, and we found this, haven't we, Dan and, and and Ryan? Also, as we've been going through different guests, like even the most unlikely of people will have the best ideas. Like it's not. I don't think you have to be limited to. You know, I think really. Um, Making films is something different, but ideas, everyone, you know, everyone will have a good one. And, and I think, um, especially if you watch films, you're entitled to think, do you know what? I think I know what I'd love to see. You know, or I think I know what I could do better. And even if you don't, just it's an idea to tell a story, yeah. isn't it? And mm. we've all got stories. Yeah. So thanks, Nick. How did you um, how did you enjoy your first foray into the Slash Deep world? No, thanks, uh, gents. Yeah, thanks, Dan. Thanks, Ryan. And thanks, Sean. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The the flow of ideas and uh, you know, I, I've I've you. I remember you playing a game in France, Sean, one night. Do you remember yeah. we, we were inventing? Uh, I, I quite enjoyed that actually. I know Lawrence was like uh, half asleep, but I, I was right into it. And uh, yeah, I kind of love the creative aspect of it. Yeah, actually. I can't remember what was the name of that, right? Fiasco. Yeah, Fiasco, was, Nick. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, yeah, it's really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you, yeah, it was you fun. play a little a few of these games here and there and people realise, oh shit, actually I have got the spark, I've got the bug, you know, and like I think yeah, that's what we love about Slash Tube is anyone can come on board um and and give us gold like you have, Nick. Pumped out that that cycled up that hill oh. and gave us that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should have used a lot more Peloton uh, metaphors. Uh, <laughs> I know, um, save that. Save that for your business. Save yeah, that save that. Oh, save yeah. that. So that's, that's for the corporate world. Sorry. Yeah. 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 So, honestly, write a book. Write a book about it because they will lap that. Yeah, up. we're stronger Absolutely together. Lap all lap these cliches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stronger when someone else is pulling. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we're just... <laughs> It'll be our turn soon. It's all good. But secretly, what it means is you get one person to do all the work <laughs> yeah. and everyone sits in their slipstream. And we win as a team. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Ryan, uh, where can people find uh, us on social media or if they want to tell us uh, their own ideas or if we're wrong, if we're right? We've beaten every SEO ever. You can just Google slash dupe um, and you can find that same thing. If you search it in one word, two words, doesn't really matter. We're going to come up and beaten all the SEO. So we've got a Reddit community we've got a facebook and instagram and a twitter as well where we post the episodes and regular fun updates we really want you guys to be jumping on subscribing sharing it with your friends and you can find slash tube wherever you listen to good podcasts yeah thanks for that ryan um i've had a fantastic time today with peloton um i hope you guys did as well thank you very much everyone uh, nick thank you uh, dan thank you ryan thank you very much thank you sean Thank you.